Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. You know? I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Alright, welcome back into another episode of the Just Press Play Podcast. What's up? We appreciate Jared stepping up last week, but we got Pops back in the fold. Oh, LJ good. here as always. What's going on, guys? Man, it's all good. Just, it was hot. It. it was hot down here in the south this weekend, boys. I am I'm still worn out from played a lot of golf <laughs> you know, out in 95 degrees, 95% humidity. Oh God, it's just draining. Man, y'all had hot weather. We actually, I heard the tornado sirens in Chicago uh, today. We actually really? had some tornado warnings. So we've got the opposite, well, not the opposite, but very different weather situation. Well, and I know a lot of people up uh, more northeast of ULJ, but still recovering from uh, the tropical storm yeah. slash hurricane that kind of went through. So a lot of crazy weather stuff. Hopefully everyone's doing okay and yeah, getting back shout on out to Iowa. Yeah, right that now. it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was, though, as you said, Pops, it was warm this week. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't even plan. I just stepped out there with y'all for a little bit. And it was that kind of hot heat and humidity where five minutes out there and you already got sweat building up on the back of your knees. And it, it was it's just it was a warm, just warm day. Absolutely oppressive. And, and yeah. of course, to keep hydrated, we drank, uh, you know, <laughs> Bush Light, yeah. Coors Light, <laughs> Keystone Light, anything, Beer's Miller Light. Uh, water every now and then, but it was yeah. more beer, which really, so I had a cramp I, in the middle of the night. You ever done that? You get a cramp in yeah. the middle of the night and you have to just stand up, walk around. You're so tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not fun. Not fun. Not fun at all. <laughs> um, I did want to, since you brought up golf, I thought it'd be fun just to, just to mention this, uh, over the weekend, you know, we, we talked about how we love the, the, or we were hoping with some of these sports not having fans, we got to hear more more hot mics and and real players talking. Well, the problem is pops in golf. Uh, I can attest this because I heard y'all, I heard some of this as I was around with you guys. Oops. It's a very easy for a, for a quick four letter word that doesn't that doesn't rhyme with golf. It starts with an F and yeah. then rhymes with shut. Uh, that word comes out quite often. Yeah. And uh, who was it? It was Dustin Thomas who. He just had a great shot to get on the green, and it was a, it was a decent putt, but something he could have made, and it would have been a birdie putt. And he just barely misses it, and then he just he just the mic's on there, and you can hear the guys kind of talking. He just goes, "You gotta be effing kidding me!" <laughs> and the announcers, they it's funny how certain announcers. I think the the one that handles it best is Scott Van Pelt, who I just, 
maybe this is just my bias for Scott Van Pelt because I just love Scott Van Pelt. But the the CBS was doing some of this, and ESPN was also covering some of the the golf this weekend. And the, the CBS guys kind of like, uh, oops, what? I don't know what to do. Like they they just didn't know how to react. And Scott Van Pelt react perfectly. He's like, well, uh, yep. Don't know what to tell you about that language, but if you play the sport, then you know exactly what he's feeling. <laughs> and and I, I just, when I heard Van Pelt say that, I thought, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know for sure if I heard dad drop an F-bomb, but I wouldn't be shocked. There was a couple every now and then when a putt goes off, you just kind of go, dang, shuck. You know? Well, shuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there was like some deep fake technology where anytime somebody cursed, it was replaced with aw shucks or something like that. I think that'd be pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, there are a lot of sports back. Um, maybe some not going to be back. We're going to talk some college football. looks like we're going to figure out something in the next 24 to 48 hours on whether there will be a, mm-hmm. a season in the fall, no season, a season in spring, who knows. But you got NBA, NFL's close to being back. I think we're four weeks away as of Monday night. We're four weeks away from the first game being played. Wow. Uh, first regular season game. I mean, if things it, it, hopefully, I you guess. Bet on yeah, that? Can, can I bet on that? <laughs> well, Pops, I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you if you knew a place where we could bet on it. Do you know? I do. A place? I do know a place, and I don't remember all the pertinent facts about it. But I know it's BetOnline.ag, where you can just about bet anything you want, anytime <laughs> you want, because it's online. Well, he is correct. BetOnline.ag is the the place to, to do any kind of gambling. They have all sorts of sports right now. They got all the live sports that's happening. Plus, and if you don't really, if you don't get into live sports, or maybe you just want to keep betting, like you're, you're, the games end at two in the morning and you just need something else to bet on. They got simulated stuff. Mm-hmm. They got card games. They got it all. And if you go E-sports. on to betonline.ag right now, they have a special little gift for you just just hop on there and and uh i don't want to give away the surprise but uh it it, it helps you bet a little bit more than is money (laughs) it's just a little bit of money and do it over on betonline.ag the place to gamble up speaking of gambling dad they did a thing on um i think it was thursday night maybe friday night on inside the nba our our favorite our favorite halftime show Mm. post game show that 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 there is um, that's the one with uh, Ernie Johnson, Kenny Smith, Charles Barkley, and Shaq. Uh, they had Charles Barkley take on the cognitive test. I heard about the, this. The, I didn't get to see it. So what oh, happened? Man. For anyone that doesn't know, what, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, it was kind of based on the premise of uh, President Trump's comments that made headlines a few weeks back, where he talked about how he was astutely able to recite the list of five different words: person, woman, man, camera, TV. <laughs> and he was able to do it multiple times. And you get bonus points for getting them all correct. Yeah, so in the right order. That's where they got it from. Yeah, in the right order. Wow. I think Pops. I could pass that test, maybe. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm glad you said that because you're going to get to do Charles Barkley's cognitive test right here, live on there. I'm glad you didn't get to see it. Um, so here's what Ernie Johnson asked Chuck to remember. All right, Pops, you listening? Because I'm, I'm asking you. And I guess I shouldn't write this down, right? No. <laughs> yeah, that'd kind of be cheating. That'd be kind of cheating. Okay. All right. Yeah, put the pin down. Okay. <laughs> Remember these five words. Boston, shot clock, Denver, donut, Utah. Okay? Boston, shot clock, Denver, donut, 
Utah. All right, you ready? Yeah. Now I'm going to ask you a series of three questions, and we'll come back. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I want to get these <laughs> words right. Hang on. Boston shot clock. How long it went on? Give you. President Trump didn't need all this time. <laughs> well, that's what they'll tell you. That's for sure. <laughs> Person, okay. All right. Woman. Okay. You ready? All right. Four NBA cities begin with the letter M. Can you name them? Well, y'all are going to really... Yeah, you're going to mess me up. Okay, uh, let's see. Minnesota. Well, I just want to say Shaq had to... I mean, uh, Charles had to do this with Kenny and Shaq just grilling inside. <laughs> I do want to give a little bit of credit because it's got to be hard, but it was also just hysterical TV. By the way, it'll be in our show notes too. But So, Pops, four NBA cities begin with the letter M. Can you name them? So, I mean, Minnesota. But, I mean, that's... The, Bing! Okay, Miami. Ding! Um... um I know there's more. Wait, can I ask what the first one more. you said? What was the uh, first one you said? Well, I said Minnesota, Minnesota. but that's not a city. <laughs> I understand that. But they're called okay. the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're not Just called what, sure. Minneapolis Timberwolves. Just so, making sure. <laughs> yeah. You get credit. You get credit. Okay. Um, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas. <laughs> oh, uh, good Lord. New Orleans. Um, um, one has the current MVP on their roster. The current MVP would be um, the who's the current MVP? It's got a hard to pronounce name, right? <laughs> yeah, his name is very hard to pronounce. It's it's a long last name, uh, kind of Greek-ish. The word oh, their team oh, name uh, rhymes Milwaukee. with that word. Milwaukee, you say. <laughs> yep, Milwaukee. yeah, Milwaukee. You're right. That's, that's and that then one. the last one. Um, they're a fan of the Blues. Good ribs down there. You can get a good rendezvous. Uh, a good rib that's from him. New Orleans is not. That starts with an N. So. Rendezvous. Rendezvous. That is correct. That does start with an N. <laughs> Gibson Factory. It's, a little, it's getting a Graceland. little grizzly in the pod right now. Grizzly in the pod. Oh wow! <laughs> I don't know. I'm drawing blank. Right, Memphis. Memphis is the Memphis, fourth one. Memphis. I'm. I'm. Cra- I'm working on the other thing you asked me. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. All right. Go ahead. All right, so we got question one. Question two, how many total Zs are used in the following words? All right. Pizza. Two. Zebra. Wizards. Pajamas. Grizzlies. Six. Six is correct. See, Chuck got that one wrong. He answered two. (laughs) I think think he was saying – I think he was – thinking what what's the most these in any of these words and that's why i said two hopefully i, I don't know so, yeah. but kenny really laid into him as you can imagine all right final question if you were to go to sleep tonight dad at 3 30 in the morning yeah. and you woke up at one o'clock in the afternoon yeah how many hours of sleep would you get um ten and a half nine and a half nine and a half damn okay it's close though <laughs> Chuck said eight and a half, and Kenny was astounded that he missed this one because Kenny Smith said this is that's what uh, Charles Barkley's schedule is every single day. He doesn't wake up till <laughs> yeah, one see, every day. So I was going to say that that that's two nights of sleep for Dad. So yeah, no doubt, <laughs> yeah. that's not my schedule at all whatsoever. All right, so we we struggled with some of the questions, <laughs> but what are the five words? Can we name the five words that I asked you to remember? Boston, shot clock, Ding. Denver, Ding. donuts, Utah. Boom. You got it right. Well done. Got it right. So Chuck could not get that right. He said Boston shot clock Utah, and he could not think of it. He couldn't remember donuts, <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Kenny said. 
<laughs> and then so he started over. He said, Boston shot clock, Utah, Boston. Um, um, and then he just was, he was struggling. And then finally, I think it was not his fault. I think the producer got in his ear and just said the word pizza. <laughs> and so Chuck just right off goes, pizza. <laughs> and they were like, no, no, no. So I just wanted to throw it out there that I think the cotton test is a little tougher than we probably gave credit. But still, it was hilarious having yeah, Chuck answer. Yeah, but it. okay. But so half funny. of those questions are draw a clock. Um, point to the next letter in the alphabet. Um, it's a test that you take when people think that you might have dementia. That's when you take this test. So that's why it's hilarious to be bragged about. <laughs> well, I can't believe well, I did so glad. bad on the four M's. I mean, that's terrible. <laughs> that was that was the worst. Jeez. Yeah, Chuck did better on that yeah. one than you did. Well, so. Okay. You forgot huh. the Grizzlies were a, an NBA team. They were some like G League team or something, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, drew a blank there. So, yeah. All right, we have a little bit more NBA stuff we want to get into a little later, but I wanted to go to what is the really the big story this week in in, in the sports world, at least maybe not in the world, but in in the sports world, this is kind of the big things dominating headlines, and we're recording this as of Monday night on August tenth, so things will change, I think rapidly. I think tomorrow morning you could hear a conference fold or not fold, and then it'll happen after that. Over the weekend, the MAC, the Mid American Conference, canceled their fall or they postponed fall and said they would maybe do a spring, but they just knew they were not doing the fall. Their president of the conference said, quote, there are simply too many unknowns for us to put our student athletes in situations that are not clearly understood. I can understand it's that. Fair it statement. seems there was an emergency meeting on Sunday night with the power five conference commissioners to discuss concerns over playing this year. Some on board, some not supposedly a lot of this is rumors and we don't know for sure uh, the Detroit Free Press on Monday night reported that the Big Ten has voted against playing this fall in a vote that was 12 to 2. The conference later disputed that, saying no vote has taken place. Supposedly, Dan Patrick and the Detroit Free Press both reported that the vote happened and it was 12 to 2. And the two teams that were four were Nebraska and Iowa. Interestingly, uh, Nebraska later said, Scott Frost later said that. We're a proud member of the Big Ten. We want to play a Big Ten schedule. I think the only reason we would look at any other options is if for some reason the Big Ten wasn't playing football and only a handful of teams from the Big Ten wanted to continue playing. I think if that's the case, we're prepared to look at any and all options, seeming to leave the door open that he would be open to playing in the ACC for a year or SEC or Big 12 if those options were available. That would be totally – I don't know how that would be interesting for sure. Yeah, I don't know how that works. But so – Later, CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd reported, he was just talking about the financial impact of if there is no college football in the fall. He said, quote, the athletic budgets are 80% made up of from football revenue. So if you don't have football revenue, you don't have sports, period, is what he said. And then student athletes, most notably led by Trevor Lawrence and then Justin Fields, Clemson's quarterback and Ohio State's quarterback, probably the two frontrunners for Heisman right now, they pushed back, tweeting the hashtag, we want to play. Uh, President Trump even tweeting at one point the hashtag, we want to play, saying that, quote, the student athletes have been working too hard for their season to be canceled. The fallout from this kind of goes, well, first, I guess I just want to throw it to you guys. What What is your reaction kind of as all this is unfolding in real time, LJ? Uh, I mean, OK, so my, my I know we've gotten some of our thoughts on whether we think it should cancel or not, but just as things are actually starting to happen, what do you think? 
I mean, it it is a bummer, the idea of not having college football. Um, I mean, I, I think we all agree on that for sure. But I also don't see any logical way that it should happen, um, especially with the amount of risk that these, uh, you know, uh, 20-year-olds are taking um, for it's online classes. They're getting credit for online classes. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me that they should be f- required to play football or lose their scholarship this year. Um, I also understand the idea of like they've worked too hard for it to just go away. But also I worked too hard for my shows to go away and um, they did. That's not like it's not about fair or like um, what is like what would be nice for everybody. This is a big deal. Like 200 and, uh, 200,000 people have died more than would have been expected since March. Um, that's a huge number and a big problem. And we should take that seriously. And it, it just drives me crazy that like um, there there's any debate whatsoever about whether or not people should be playing out on a football field this year. I mean, I just don't, especially for free, essentially for online class credit, you know? Okay. What say you to this, this I've just, just following the discourse on Twitter, which is a dangerous place to follow any discourse. <laughs> sure. Cause it's not always, it's not always a, um, a clean discourse, but some people have thrown out the people that are advocating for college football that, and, la- and I wanted to bring this up to you specifically because last week we talked all we we talked quite a bit about how impressed we were of players using their platform yeah. and standing up and making Absolutely. their voice heard. And players, like I mentioned, Trevor Lawrence and a lot of guys have put out the "we want to play" thing. And so you see some advocates for college football saying, "Oh, so you want to listen to players when it comes to revenue sharing and creating a racial." justice committee or a players union but now when these kids want to play but it doesn't fit your narrative of this isn't safe we don't want to listen to them i'm just that's the argument out there i just kind of want though what what do you i, think I actually that? think that's a great question i do have an answer to it i think my answer to it is okay i want to hear them if they say i want to play football i want to know that that matters but also it's not the deciding factor i mean there are some things that they have experience in and some things that they have insight in. And there are some things that we should listen to doctors about. Um, and I think this is one of those things, but, but, uh, I, I do think that, yes, we should hear them. Yes. I'm glad that Trevor Lawrence has a voice and he's using it. I'm, I'm still 100% with that, even if I disagree with him, but that doesn't mean that everything that a player says should be taken as gospel. Um, that's, that's my response to that. Okay. So you're saying, Listen to it. Yeah. Hear what they have to say, but that doesn't mean you have to. Okay. Okay. Well, let it inform your decision, um, but don't let it decide your decision. Okay. I I like that statement. I think it is notable. Yes. And I want to go to you, Pops, but I do think it's notable that specifically Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are – Trevor Lawrence could sit out this year. No college football season happens, and he is very likely to be the number one pick, at least number three. He's making millions of dollars. This season is not really impacting his financial – it, it actually could only likely do him harm to be realistic. If he got injured or sick or something, probably it would drag him our down. Our play to a lower level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, that's a great So point. I do think it's significant that it's Trevor Lawrence saying it and not, you know, wide receiver at Arkansas. Sure. Not saying that I love Trey Knox, but it, it's just different when it's a guy that, that has, is, is going to be fine after this yeah. year. Uh, Pops, what do you, th- what, What's kind of your thoughts as though this place, as I lay it out for you, as it's kind of playing out in real action? Like, what, what do you, what do you think? I, I do love what LJ said right there because I think let's listen to him, but let's not let that be the deciding factor necessarily. Um, I, 
I, I'm trying to, I guess I'm looking at it two ways. If I'm, if I'm in college and my college football player and I've only got, and, and certainly let's say me, not the wide receiver at Arkansas, but the second string tackle, <laughs> you know, uh, at Arkansas, right. but I've only got four years to play, maybe five in my whole career. And then I'm done. I would hate, hate, hate to lose, potentially lose one of those years. So, so from a from a college kid's perspective, I'd want to play so badly. Um, but well, in response I mean, to I, that, couldn't you couldn't you just extend eligibility? I mean, wouldn't that solve? I that guess problem? you might get a red shirt. Yeah, maybe get another red shirt year. So, but I mean, part of um, the thought process, I think, is if some of these see what happened. What what's kind of interesting to me now is the. College, the NCAA was so hell bent on not playing, paying players, right? So they were making crazy amount of money. They've been making crazy amount of money for a while now. Yeah. But in order to not pay the players, they need to be spending that money. They can't just be like making money and throw it in, in an account and being like, oh, we can't pay you. Yeah. Because, but, and they're like, wait a minute, what about all this billion dollars? So they've been, so schools, especially these big schools, and even, even the schools that haven't been crazy successful, Arkansas, look, I mean, look a at- lot of Power Five schools have amazing facilities. And it's because they got to find something to do with the money. So they've been just spending it like it's going to like it's just going to go out of style. And the same goes with buyouts for coaches. Teams are paying crazy buyouts for coaches because you got the money, spend it. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. No season means the all these all the all these bills are going to come back. And we're not just making it's not just a cash cow. So what happens? I think the power five schools will be fine. But what I wonder what happens with these max schools, you know, what? With these Conference USA schools, like what what happens with the Bowling Green if they don't have a college football season? And then these college towns make so much money. Fayetteville businesses make a lot more money on Saturdays during college football season than a lot of other. And I mean, if you go, it's funny look going. If you ever visit, uh, if you ever live in a college town or just visit one for a week, you'll notice that tents start getting set up around the stadium on like Wednesday, on yeah. Thursday. Like there's someone's job that goes and sets up all the tailgating for. The people that go and spend a lot of money on Saturdays in the South watching, at least I know in the South, probably a lot of places, yeah, but all over. a lot of money is made in that. I think to go, uh, and I'm kind of bouncing around here, but to go on the, you want to listen to the players. Some of it is players are young and, and, and when you're young, especially like that said, you're a college athlete, this might be your last two years of eligibility. So you want to play so bad. You might not be thinking about the next 30 years of your life. Exactly. Yeah. And so it does, I think it is, It's and like you said, LJ, it's worth listening. It is definitely worth listening to them. And let's take that into consideration. And let's, honestly, I think, let's have, let's give them a seat at the table and let's have them talk with us, like these conference commissioners. Let's have the people that are literally putting their life on the line come and talk with us in person or, or on Zoom call. Maybe we shouldn't be in person. But, <laughs> so that's worth listening to them. But at times you need to listen. Maybe you're saving them from themselves. There is an argument that Trevor Lawrence has thrown out there, and I've seen a lot of people throw out, and this one's interesting to me. Are players safer with the college football season happening? Like, if we take away this college football season and we send X player back home to to do online classes for the semester, well, now the the season might be the only thing that's really deterring this 21-year-old who would probably likely go, "Ah, I'm not going to catch it. Let me go to this party. But now if I got a season on the line and I better not get sick or Nick Saban's going to cut me or, or you know, I, I might lose my job and never get another shot. So maybe they're more likely to adhere to some of these social – we've already seen America is not very good at adhering to some of the social distancing rules, some of the 
quarantining rules. Um, and then if you're on campus, you have the supervision of not only your coaches, but top medical teams. There is an argument there that the players are safer at said campus than they are if you just send them back to hotspot town. You know, it, is that an argument, LJ, or do you don't even think that's I an mean, argument? I mean, not look, shaking your head. There, there's an argument to be had there. Um, I just disagree with it. I think it's a bad argument because I think like um, this is along with uh, you brought up how much money is to be made on a on a Friday night, a Saturday afternoon in a college town during football season. Uh, that is just like that's not a good argument because that's exactly the type of thing that has kept us in this sort of situation so long is people go into bars, people ignoring social distancing orders, people not wearing masks, people going out and just like having a good time and saying, screw it. I don't care. It's, you know, it's, it's just a weekend for me or whatever. And, uh, and, and I think that goes hand in hand with the players are safer on campus argument. I think the only thing that makes sense to me there is the, the idea that they have better medical professionals at their disposal at any given moment. Other than that, I mean, you're, you're advocating saying that, I mean, not you, I'm not trying to call anyone out, but I'm, but, but uh, players are saying, well, we'll make bad decisions if you don't let us play football. I mean, that is such a stupid argument to me, like make bad decisions if you, if you want to, but if you're, if you're predisposed to make those bad decisions, then I'm not going to try to tell you that, um, it just doesn't make sense to me. I just don't like the idea of like, well, it's almost a threat. Like, I'm going to go out and party if you don't give me a football game to worry about, you know? Yeah. Well, I look at well, I've got I've got two, and, and I look at I look at this a little maybe differently than are they medically safer? Are they physically safer? And I, and I think you kind of lean to the, this, or at least alluded to it in your statement. I I think that there are some kids that sports are holding them in college. And if sports is not there, they may wander off in a different direction in life that may not help them get educated. Uh, I've I've seen firsthand some students that didn't get to finish their freshman year at college. And, you know, there's a lot to your freshman year at college where you kind of get into your groove in your second semester And some of these kids didn't get that second semester because of COVID. And I know at least some of them that have decided they're not going back to college, which is fine. That is certainly a decision that one can make. Sure. But but I I would say that that little hold that it has on you, that if you can get through that second semester, you might think you might learn college is for me. This is kind of cool. And I like learning. So so more than the medical aspect of it. And I guess that's what you're saying, too, LJ. It's the bad decision. Decisions may be made differently because there's not that carrot. Well, there's not that carrot there uh, of of sports and college athletics. And I athletics. think you're kind of you're kind of getting around it. But let's. There was a player. I, I wish I knew his name, but a player from Florida mentioned, "If I'm not playing football this year, if I'm not in Gainesville, I'm going right back to the slums." And I just I'm, I was trying to get out. Football got me out of that, and I'm going right back. And and I think where you're getting to that is some of these players are going to go back into situations maybe their neighborhood maybe their home maybe it's a bad home yeah, maybe it's friends that are into bad things like drugs or or you know any anything where all of a sudden you know f- school's not uh, for some people it wasn't school that got them out it wasn't education that got them out of their home it was football and then maybe the football led them to oh well an education would be it would be very beneficial for me I've, I, I see where the, where this benefits me and now if I go back home even if it's for a year 
It only takes one bad decision and you could be locked up. You could be, you could, you know, I, I don't know. I, I see a little bit of both. I think where the issue, what people are having an issue with, here's the ACC has said that they absolutely, on Monday, they said they absolutely intend to play their 2022 or 2020 season. What ESPN reported, and this is what's given Big Ten schools, at least some uh, conference commissioner or uh, uh, athletic directors uh, trouble or pause, is there's a heart condition that could be linked to COVID-19 that is happening with multiple college athletes. Like, So we, I think a lot of the arguments, oh, look at the percentage of 19 to 25-year-olds that have died from COVID-19. Right. They're not going to die. They're more likely to die from a car wreck or they're more likely to die from uh, getting struck by, you know, I've heard all kinds of things. Um, but there's this myocarditis. It's inflammation of the heart muscle that has been found in at least five Big Ten conference athletes and among several other athletes in other conference, according to two sources with knowledge of athletes' medical care. That, that's an ESPN report on Monday night. That's what's given, I think, these Big Ten ADs and ADs around the country. Here's the thing. And I, I had this argument with someone else, and it wasn't as much an argument as a conversation. Sure. So an athlete could just as likely – die that went to Arkansas and he happened to catch he went to Arkansas and he played college football and then he caught COVID-19 one way or another and he died okay that could happen the same likeliness is he goes back home to wherever Arkansas or wherever and he catches coronavirus and he and he unfortunately would pass away that would be bad either one of those are bad scenarios but what these ADs are here here's what's giving them pause I think they're liable potentially if (laughs) if that person dies at Arkansas, because he came back to Arkansas, and the only reason he came back was because he's playing college football, you now have to go to the podium, and you now have to say, have an answer of why you decide, why it was a good decision to bring them back. Even if it wasn't necessarily because he went to Arkansas is the reason he died, okay, but you're still on the hook, and you're liable, and you have to be able to go to sleep at night knowing that was the decision you made. Yeah. And until you have a good answer to that question... I don't think you can bring him back. That, that's a tough question to answer yeah, I for think, anyone. I think I, I'm I, glad I'm not making this decision. Yeah, I think I echo that. But go ahead, El. Sorry. I think I echo that in the sense that if and, – and maybe I'm being a little too uh, over the top, but I think if one player um, dies or has lifelong complications because of this, then we made the wrong decision. One single player is enough for me to say – that was the wrong decision. And if your margin's that tight, you shouldn't do it. Now, I know it's not necessarily that tight for everybody, but for me – I don't support the idea of them playing if one person dies or has lifelong complications from being told that they either have to do this or they lose their scholarship. Uh, that makes me sick, and I, I won't stand for it personally. But I don't get to make the and decision. I kind of want to throw out there, and maybe there are some. I, the argument that people are rooting against sports to happen like they want sports to they want sports to be canceled so they can be right i think that so i don't know maybe there are some but i think that is the most i don't think college football should be played probably and that, that's coming from someone who love i mean i absolutely love watching the racebacks even though i watch them lose way too often and i don't know if you looked at the schedule but they dropped two not their non-conference <laughs> games and added florida and georgia so they very likely could go winless this yeah. year <laughs> uh, so this year would not be <laughs> it'd be a tough year to watch my razorbacks but i still would love to watch them i'd love to watch all college football so i'm not rooting for it to be canceled that's the last thing i want i just i'm with i think i'm with you lj if one person 
were to end up having lifelong complications or die from this, I just don't know if it's the right decision. And well, let me throw another sucks, little. But this all sucks. This this virus it sucks. It sucks. But but here's another. I think potential. If you're an eight, people are into sports and into Razorback athletics or whatever NFL team is yours, NBA team yours. You're kind of get it. You just get into it. You're getting a fever pitch. What if we learn we can live without it? That's a good question. What, what if, if we, we learn that we can Saturdays watch? Saturdays are pretty nice now that I'm not always. What if, what if we learn we can watch rom coms with our wives, <laughs> you know, <laughs> our significant others? And and I'm telling you, if you don't, you know, I did get to where I mean, there was no sports for a yeah. long time, and I filled that time with something else. And you're go- people are going to do that. And yeah, I if we're not into sports next year, where's all that money coming from? And coaches, I'm just telling you, a whole institution can be damaged if it's out of work for an extended period of time. Yeah. You bring an interesting topic and not even like, that's just what if we, which I I think we'll still find a way to, to carve out three hours to watch Razorback uh, (laughs) football. If it, if it takes a year off, I bet the next year we'll still watch it, but I get what you're saying. I do. I get what you're saying. And the bigger question is not whether us three, but the, the person that buys a box up in Fayetteville, Every single Saturday for home games, and pays a lot of money to make sure he's make sure him and his family or she and her family are in Fayetteville every single Saturday for game days. They travel from wherever they do. They they schedule their whole fall season around that, and then they go. Well, it was kind of nice to have you know my weekends available mm-hmm. and to do whatever. And now all of a sudden they're not buying a box. And now I got money That's to go rent a house in the Caribbean, you yeah. know, for a week or something. And I'll just watch it on TV. I mean. And on TV money is a big part, but they make a lot of money of people showing up at that stadium on Saturdays. And on, on top of that, too, Kevin, you're saying that, yeah, we're probably going to keep watching next year. Um, and I think I'm a little less likely than you guys. I might find myself saying, oh, I guess that was too much football. And I'm kind of glad that I can pare it down to the. But but I think there's a lot of people that watch sports um, specifically because they have friends at work and that's the only thing they have in common. And specifically because they have a fantasy league with some of their high school buddies and that's the only way they keep in contact. And there is a possibility, like Dad kind of brings up, that they realize, oh, we had something in common. Now we still talk to each other, but there's no predilection of I had to watch um, Notre Dame play last week to have a conversation with this work buddy or whatever. And so, yeah, I I do think that is a good point, that there could be a lot of potential futures on any sport that doesn't play. And I think that's why you've got to find a safe way to play. And I don't think there is a conceivable one for college. Like, I do think sports – should try to come back. The NBA is a great example of a league that found a way and they seem to be just killing it, right? Like they seem to be doing a great job of not letting this be a problem for them. And if you can't find that, then, you know, you're probably going to suffer some consequences and that sucks. I, I, you know, I feel for them, but it's a part of what we're dealing with. I mean, theater's ravaged right now. Like we're in the same boat. I understand exactly the pain that they're going through. What if people don't want to go to theater productions when they come back, LJ? Yeah, exactly. People are finding out right now exactly how much they like their streaming services at home um, Mm -hmm. more on a Friday night or less on a Friday night. And and I'm hoping that they find that, you know, they really have an itch to go back out, but they might not. And I think a lot of people won't. Um, And so we'll just kind of have to see what happens when this all clears up. But so, right. Y'all know this right home sales. It is it is a seller's market. People are buying new homes because they're spending a lot of time Mm -hmm. in it. People are buying RVs. They're buying ATVs. They're buying boats. They're, you know, and so though it's just there's just a shift. 
I just yeah. I can see a shift coming away yeah, from athletics. That money point. that went to athletics may start going to hey, families camping in national parks, which is also a wonderful thing. Well, I mean, yeah, um, that might be better for our society in general. So might be if, as a whole. That's yeah, where we're spending our money. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting point. Good point. I still think they shouldn't do it. Um, but, you know, I do want to ask you guys this, though. This this part's interesting to me. So I'm, I'm reading a lot of reports, at least as of Monday night, that were saying, and this was going through the weekend, too. It was right after the MAC canceled. And then people started going, okay, that, well, that's not a Power Five conference, but that's that's a legit yeah. conference. People were saying, who plays in the decided. MAC? <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> and on Monday, on Monday night, the Mountain West Conference, they've also decided to postpone slash cancel until and reevaluate in the spring. Uh, it seemed like as soon as that happened, people were like, okay, what's the next? What, what's the Power Five? It's going to take one. Because they're all thinking about it, is from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. They're all thinking about canceling. They all have concerns, but no one wants to be the first. So, like, Pac-12, some people think there's no, like, the Pac-12 is for sure not going to play, but they just don't want to be the first. So they're waiting on Big Ten to cancel. And some people think the Big Ten is already, like, as I mentioned, there's reports that they've already voted to cancel. They're just waiting on someone else to do it before they actually announce it because no one wants to be the first. Does yeah. it, is that just dumb? Does that matter? Uh, or do you think it, in a year or two we're going to go, oh, well, you remember ACC is the one that ruined college football because they canceled first? Well, or, or will, is that just? I will say, uh, is it dumb and does it matter? The answer to both is yes. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, I think I think there are going to be fans like, for example, if the Big Ten is the first one out. I mean, you know, uh, there will be fans up around me that are going to be pissed that uh, that their team was one of the weak ones. But if it was like if they were the last ones to cancel or the second to last or the third to last, well, they were just put under too much pressure and they couldn't be the only ones playing or something like that. So that's a lot less of an angry thing to be. Um, So, yeah, I think it matters. I think it's stupid that it matters because I think but but that's because I agree with the idea of them canceling. I think I might feel different if I thought that they should play anyway, and this is all overblown. So, well, you know, I don't know if I'm breaking any news here, but college football fans in particular <laughs> kind of passionate yeah. about their teams. So if it's just one more thing for a Nebraska fan to be go, we didn't even want to cancel. We were about to go play in another damn conference yeah. because we were ready to play. Yeah. So I, yeah. maybe you have a point. And then, at my first thought was, this is stupid. No one in six months is going to go, you know who canceled first? It was them damn, it was the Pac-12, those West Coast softies. They wanted to cancel <laughs> and the rest of it. And that ruined college football. And at first I was like, that is stupid. But people still, when when Rudy Gobert's name gets mentioned, he is seen as the guy that canceled sports. He, yeah. Him being an idiot is the reason the NBA got put on, that got suspended and they had to yeah. wait. When, for all we know, he was the 18th person that tested positive. He was just the first person publicly that we knew about yeah. that tested positive. That also and made he also such a, did the stupid thing with the mic. He made such a video-worthy, like, meme-worthy thing of his getting sick uh, on accident. It happens. It right. sucks. And, but. And, and Gobert has talked about how he's gotten death threats and people yeah. still to this day, like, no matter what he posts anywhere – there's comments that are just, and the, the internet's a terrible place. A lot of it, a lot of like 60% of the internet's awful. Um, but he, yeah. so, so, but so that was, that kind of changed my mind where I was like, no one cares. And I was like, actually, no, I'm wrong because well, so with that in mind, care. is the onus then on the NCAA to make the call because they can take the hate, right? Oh boy. So we're putting it in Mark Emmert's hands. 
I mean, because I'm not saying that's the right decision, but isn't it? It, it needs to be their call because I don't know. I mean, to take it out of the commission, the, the conference commissioner's hands where they don't have to. That that's kind of what what Goodell is there. Like we talk about commissioners, and so the head of the NCAA can kind of do Goodell's whole job is to make it to where he takes the blame and not the NFL owners, which is why he gets paid a very handsome salary. Yeah, Mark Emmer gets paid a very handsome salary to be the whatever the head of the NCAA. Well, in this way, you just take it out of all those conference commissioners' hands and say, "I'm canceling this." This way, every team comes out as you know. We don't know how hard they tried to play. We just assume they tried. They really wanted to, and so it's a win-win for the teams. Um, the only other thing, though, is this could if a team if a if a conference wants to play bad enough. Um, if there are enough Nebraska's in one conference, then they might decide we don't need the NCAA. We're going to make our own uh, intercollege league and say screw it to the NCAA. So I guess that could be the danger of putting it in NCAA's hands is that you could lose an entire conference. And, and then by nature of that, maybe the rest of the conferences start saying, oh, I actually like that deal better than the one I get from the NCAA or whatever. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough decision. I don't think it's a tough decision, but I think it's a it's a tough situation. Um, well, and, and y'all y'all put me on the record. I well, I don't think we're having college football, guys. I just I just yeah. I don't think we're. Well, I, I kind of think we'll have some type of NFL season um, because there's but but the players have a voice, you know, there yeah. and they can come up with something. And and I you know I've heard a lot of talk about them moving them both or one or the other to the spring. Now that would be yeah. interesting seeing football in yeah. the spring, but uh, year round, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're in we're in very uh, different times. So, and yeah. who knows? I, I wonder what happens. Maybe uh, this is going way back, but uh, back in night or eighteen ninety six. Wow, the Michigan Wolverine, the Michigan Wolverines had nobody to play, so they played in game one. They played Michigan State Normal, which would later be renamed Eastern Michigan University. Game two, they played Grand Rapids which was a team made up of high school men <laughs> with the exception of one person. Uh, game three, they played, this is the team's name, Physicians and Surgeons. <laughs> <laughs> they defeated the Chicago College of Physicians and Surgeons by a score of 28-0. to zero. Wow. Uh, They played another high school, Lake Forest College. Okay, then Purdue. But, so if you give these, like maybe Nebraska's like, all right, screw it. We'll just play high yeah. school teams. Well, was that the last time that uh, Michigan beat Ohio State? <laughs> I'm, you know, perfect. I don't know if you meant to do this, but uh, did y'all, there's some new beef going on between Michigan and yeah. Ohio State. No, I What's saw that. Time? Well, the coaches kind of got into it right on a like a conference call or yeah, something. Yeah, so there was a Zoom call, and the coaches were on there, and Jim Harbaugh just mentioned he kind of was the snitch there. He kind of mentioned Well, he interrupts that, uh, the guy in mid-answer to a question, you know, and he <laughs> says something about, well, what's the guy's name, Ryan? Uh, Ryan Day, the head coach at – the guy who took over Urban Meyer, the head coach at well, Ohio he State. he accuses him of doing things that he can't be doing at this time of the year, I guess, like uh, – Supposedly having some sort of practices or, or meetings with players that – they technically are not allowed to do. He accuses them of that. No proof, but he accuses them. Then later, (laughs) a reporter reports that he overhears, or maybe even players said it, but they overheard Ryan Day saying, quote, uh, Jim Harbaugh better hope they put in a mercy rule because if they don't, we're putting up 100 on Michigan this year. I think I heard, quote, unquote, we're going to hang 100 on them, is what I think he said. (laughs) 
and then Ezekiel Elliott quoted that uh, as if anyone doesn't isn't aware, he's a former Ohio State Buckeye. Yeah. He quoted that tweet with Ryan Day's quote and said, "Snitches get stitches." So <laughs> either way, I'm here for all of it. I don't really. I think that rivalry is kind of overrated a little bit, but I'm here for it. I, I don't know when they'll play. Let's just have that one wait. game. I just want to yeah. see that one game. You just bubble those players <laughs> for We're one game. A hundred huh. on. Well, and if you uh, look at the last few times that Ohio State has played Michigan, not only have they beat them, they beat them like 60-something to 10 and 56 to 17. <laughs> I mean, hanging 100 is not that far out of the question. <laughs> it's hard to call that a rivalry when Ohio State's – for it to be a rivalry, the other team needs to win every, every now, now and then. Right. Our Michigan fans, I don't know if there's any that listen, but they are not going to be happy with this this short segment. But – for all you Wolverines out there, it's been a while since y'all beat Ohio State, I think. So let's yeah. a minute. need to beat them first, yeah. then, then we start talking. Um, I want to get into some NBA talk before uh, we have a good, fun name game again going off, playing off a Florida game last week. I got I got one for you guys I think we might like. Uh, but before we get to that, I got to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped. I don't know if you've ever had any issues with – nicks and tugs and snags when you're trying to you know trim around the jewels area but <laughs> manscaped has made those accidents a thing of the past the manscaped lawnmower 3.0 is a beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs this is the third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth the engineering team over at manscaped assesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And they spent a year and a half per- perfecting the greatest trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved lawnmower 3.0. This thing is premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take an even longer shave. It is water resistant. It also has a sweet LED light, which illuminates the grooming area for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about that charging stand. You can show off your mower loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charge dock powered by USB. You need to try this bad boy out for yourself. And right now, if you go to manscaped.com and put in the promo code armchair, you will get 20% off and free shipping on your lawnmower 3.0. That is manscaped.com. Promo code armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R. Get 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. Put in the code armchair. You will thank us later. Um, Pops, I do want to uh, circle back. How have, have you made any ground on your uh, NBA watching as far as, you know, I, I know there was, there was some old, there's some habits that you've gotten into over the, over the course of three months without sports at the, at the Lifford household the Lutheringer casa yes this is true um have you found a way to carve out some sports time or are you still working on that how's that going no I no i have uh, i have been able to watch uh a, a little bit of the nba basketball i love actually uh the way they're playing it but but so yeah i, I kind of have the tv on it in the background and we are back to watching sports center and <laughs> i'm i'm not sure that tammy loves it but she's acquiesced because she had no choice. And yes, so I'm watching a little bit of the NBA now. I want to say, um, I, I was going to mention this earlier, but we, I think you mentioned this a little earlier in the pod. But uh, when you were talking about we might find something better to do than watch sports, like maybe watching rom-coms with their wife, 
I, Tammy is if she's listening to this in her car, whatever she heard that fist pump. She was like, "Hell yeah, <laughs> I'm getting them there. We're close. We got the we got the ball on the one yard line. We just got to punch it." And in. then she's like, "I'll um, be go to hell." The damn NBA came back. <laughs> damn. Yep. Can't give um, it to Marshawn Lynch. Got to throw it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, the big thing coming off the NBA, at least uh, most recent, is Damian Lillard has now become the people's champ. We talked about that beef going on between Ohio State and Michigan and their head coaches. Well, now there's a new beef between Damian Lillard and the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay. And just to lay it out for you if you haven't seen it, so on Saturday against the Clips, uh, I believe Paul George and Beverly both weren't playing. Patrick Beverly, that is. And Damian Lillard goes up to the line, 18 seconds left, and misses two free throws that would have given the Blazers a one-point lead. Patrick Beverly is then on the sideline, pointing to his wrist and yelling the phrase, Dame time, which is something that Damian Lillard has has kind of coined as it's Dame time late in the fourth quarter because he has been very clutch. There are yeah. some, some great shots that Damian Lillard has made in his past. One over Paul George, which we'll get to in just a second. Um, but Paul George loved Beverly doing this. He had a lot of fun with it, laughing, just cracking up. And then after the game, after they lost, Damian Lillard also missed what would have been a game-tying three a little bit later. Uh, Paul George did the wave, which is, I don't know if you if anyone, if you remember last year when the, the Blazers knocked out the Thunder, who then had Paul George, uh, he hit a big-time shot from, I don't know, what was that, 45 feet out, some crazy Long three. Long way, And yeah. then he... He waved over to Russell Westbrook in the bench, who they kind of have a little bit of a rivalry. So Paul George and him had fun with it. After the game, Lillard was asked about uh, Beverly and Paul George's antics on the bench. And here was some of what Lillard said. He he was, quote, PG did the wave because he was also surprised about the missed free throws because he experienced being waved at last year, said Lillard, noting his popular wave at the George at George and the Thunder after eliminating them in five games in the first round last year. Asking me about Beverly, who I sent home before at the end of the game. <laughs> Both Paul George's guy sent home by me last year in the playoffs, so they know the reason they're reacting like that is because they they were they they are also expecting me to hit those shots, which is a sign of respect, and it just shows what I've done at a high clip more times than not. I'm not offended by it. So really, yeah. I mean, there were some shots. There were some shots yeah. because he did mention he did throw in there that he eliminated both of them. Yeah. Um, but he also kind of made it, you know, he wasn't totally out of line. Yeah, I think another way you could um, rephrase that is, you guys are good, not good enough, but really good. No hurt, no no harm, no foul. We're good. Well, then Patrick Beverly and Paul George went over to IG afterwards. So SportsCenter <laughs> or ESPN like quoted, or had the video and they put it on Instagram. And then both Beverly and George got in the comments. Uh, <laughs> Beverly put Cancun on three with a bunch of laughing crying emojis kind of talking about how they're going to knock them out or that their season may already be over cuz as of it, as of right now the Blazers may not even make the playoffs who knows George also got in there and said quote and you getting sent home early this year lol respect uh Dave then took to IG saying this oh, one Lord. and if the first one if the first one wasn't a little uh a shot at him this one for sure was he put quote keep this was at Paul George he said Keep switching teams, running from the guy, the grind, you boys as chumps. Um, if you don't remember, Paul George has now left teams multiple oh, times man. after getting knocked out in the playoffs. <laughs> he joined up with Kawhi Leonard, the reigning finals MVP and champion. That one right there, Dad, that is a shot. Yeah. I mean, that is the ultimate, like, you just don't want to work. You're just trying to get a championship handed <laughs> yeah. to you. While Dame, you can't say he, he has been knocked out quite a few times. He has not made it to the finals, but... 
He's he's stuck with his guys and he's stuck with Portland and keeps coming back and Dame does pretty well. What what do you think about all that? Do you love it? Do you hate I it? I love it. it and, and you know what? It's like, I mean, this is Muhammad Ali back in the day. You know, <laughs> just love me, hate me, just watch me. Just mm-hmm. buy a ticket and come watch. <laughs> and and I mean, I want to watch these guys play. So yeah. I love it. It sounded like it was in you know, reasonably good natured. I mean, it wasn't like flipping the bird. Or, it wasn't you know, like anything yeah, it like wasn't that. like it's, anything. It wasn't like Tupac, you know, talking about your 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 girl or right. anything. I mean, no, it was just it was just talking about on the court, you know, in between that forty five by ninety. But I like it. I just I like it. It makes me it ha- it gives me more interest in watching. So I Lillard followed that up by hitting fifty one yeah, yeah, on Sunday yeah. hey, against the seventy six. Dame time so. is generally on time, so <laughs> it's you know he's 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 a hell of a player. I wouldn't want to piss him off personally, but LJ, I know you're not you're out of us three. You're probably the least into yeah. the NBA, but does this kind of make you like? I don't know if we're even going to get to see a Clippers Blazers matchup because right now the the Blazers are fighting for an eight seed. The one seed is the Lakers, so they're more likely to play the Lakers if they make it to the playoffs. But Man, I would love for seven games of that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I would that that might uh, steal my attention is if the Dodgers and Astros play at the same time. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, it's just great. I think like it, we're too uh, we're too young to have explored the oceans and the world, and we're we're uh, uh, too old to get to explore the planets. But like, we live in a time where we can watch millionaires get salty at each other in comment sections. So that's a pretty sweet deal. I'm just, I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this reminded me, especially, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, we got to watch The Last Dance. And one of the big talks about the NBA now is people are like, oh, they're too much yeah. buddies and they they like each other too much. I love that Dame Miller's like, screw yeah. y'all. I'm about to beat y'all. Like, I love it. Like, I I really enjoyed this. And like you said, Dad, and, and LJ, you mentioned too, it's not, they're not getting, I mean, it's it's good natured it's talking it's talking mm. trash but it's not like you know talking about your family talking about anything crazy it's just saying get beat yeah. me and Damian Lillard if we go back and look at the most recent thing in the past Damian Lillard did send Paul George home by nailing the shot over Paul George in a game that Paul George did not play well in so <laughs> but you Lillard kind of has him beat right yeah, now you, you know speaking of uh saying something about like your mom or something you see what happened with the Astros and the A's did you see that no what happened well, so well they got in the ball. They, they got, and, and actually, it was the A's batter getting hit this time. Ramon wow. Laureano, who I didn't know about. I didn't know about, but everything I've read about this guy, he's a great guy. I mean, a really good guy. But they hit him twice, LJ, in oh one God. game, and he finally, you know, the second time, and they not they didn't just tap him. I mean, they knocked the piss out of him with yeah. the baseball twice. Uh, and so he kind of is pointing over, and I think it was the manager, maybe for the it Astros. It was the hitting coach. It was the, it was a, it was a dugout coach, but it was I think it was the Astros hitting. Well, the coach word is was definitely the camera catches him. Definitely challenged Loriano to something. He, I don't know if he's saying come over. He's, here, it, I, like. it looked like he was saying come get you some, and then the word is he said something very bad about his mom. Well, I don't care. It's kind of like I think you said a pot or two ago. You know when you when you like you call a, a man a, a bitch. <laughs> them's fighting words you talk about somebody's mama mm-hmm. them's fighting words yes i mean you know so i'm kind of so to clear the air in an interview with espn loriano said that the manager instinct or the the the, co- the astros coach instigated the fight when he made an obscene comment about loriano's mother 
The coach, in a response through an Astros spokesperson, denied to ESPN that he insulted Loriano's mother. Either way, Loriano then apologized. He said he regretted, but listen, listen to this regret because it's pretty good. He said, quote, I regret charging him because he's a loser. <laughs> and a suspension is understandable, but I hope it's not that many games. At the end of the day, I'm here to win a World Series with the A's, this wonderful group of guys, blah, 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 blah. But I love that he's like, I regret doing it. Because he's a loser. He didn't say I regret doing it because the MLB told us we better not get in a brawl because that is not social distancing. There's a virus going around. We don't need 100 people all like literally on top of each other. But uh, yeah, it just, was, it was pretty it. good. <laughs> Love it. He just wasn't worth that BS. And then I do want to say for that coach, it looked like at one point he kind of like taps his chest and acts like saying he's in some form or fashion saying, come get you some. But then if you're going to do that, you better be the first guy that meets Loriano because yeah. it was definitely a few Astros that caught Loriano first yeah. before he got to the – which, if I'm an Astros player, I'm probably protecting yeah. my coach too. But come on, coach. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to talk the talk, you better walk the walk. <laughs> I agree, yeah, Kevin. If you're going to call him over there, go go over there and give him some <laughs> and, and deliver it. You don't need help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so NBA stuff, we mentioned the, the Dame Lower stuff. I did want to get your thoughts, Pops, on a few things. What are the Lakers? So the, the Clippers in that game, interestingly, that they looked like they were trying to give the game to the Blazers. As I mentioned, Paul George wasn't playing. Bev wasn't playing. Kawhi Leonard wasn't in the fourth quarter. That fourth quarter lineup the Clippers were using seemed like they were trying to lose that game because I think they want the Blazers in as the eighth seed because then they would play the Lakers, who is probably the team the Clippers are the most concerned about I kind of think the, the the Lakers should be worried about the Blazers because the one thing the Lakers have trouble with is they don't guard guards very well. Yeah. Avery Bradley's not playing right now. He may he could make a return, but he is he chose to opt out earlier. Rondo's still not playing. Who Rondo's getting older, but at least he was their one of their better perimeter guards. LeBron's a good defender, but he doesn't really guard guards. And the one thing the Blazers have in spades is two guards that can combine to get you seventy on any given night. Yes. And one that we just saw gave 50 to the Sixers on on Sunday night. I think the Blazers could be some trouble for the Lakers in the first half. I think the Blazers could be trouble for just about anybody. I I don't, you know, Damian Lillard is a baller. He is an absolute baller. If he gets hot, we mentioned that we thought, you know, the Mavs could maybe make some noise. That doesn't seem as legit anymore. But we mentioned they could make some noise because they could get hot. Well, they haven't. <laughs> Lillard can most definitely get hot, and McCollum can get hot, and they look really good with Nurkic back. I would just be a little concerned I, if I'm the Lakers. I would like the Blazers to not get in the Me playoffs. Too. I, I would rather, right. I'd rather play. Even though the Suns are very hot right now, I'd rather the Suns find a way to get in there because I think we can score more than Devin Booker by himself. Yeah. Um, is there any other thoughts, Dad, that you've kind of noticed from the NBA? Just either from headlines or from games you may have seen. I'm trying to think. Um, you know, I think I saw today that I guess they guaranteed a one or two game play in to get to get the eight seed, didn't they? Or well, yeah, it seemed like that was their way of trying to make sure the Pelicans got a shot at getting in, and the Pelicans have pretty much tanked this bubble, and they're already out now. They've been eliminated. <laughs> uh, but so if I, I I don't know exactly how it I don't works, either. I was hoping you did. Um, it was if the it was if. Any team is within one game at the end of the when the bubble is over, when the regular season is over, then it comes to a playing game, and whoever the eight seed is has to beat that nine seed once. 
the nine seed would have to beat that eight seed twice. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. So right now, I believe it would be the Blazers would have to beat the Grizzlies twice. The Grizzlies would have to beat the Blazers once. It's now looking like the, the Grizzlies might not even make it, and it would be the Blazers against the Suns because the Suns have won five games in a row, which, interestingly, I didn't know this, but this is the, the longest winning streak the Suns have had since, I think, 2014. Five games is the longest winning wow. streak they've had since 2014. That's tough. Wow. But they were playing good, and Booker is – Dad, I don't know if you've gotten to see him yet because, one, the Suns don't get on a lot of national TV, and, two, they just we, – that we haven't got a whole NBA hasn't been back for long, but if you can, Devin Booker, catch a game of Devin Booker, dude can score with the best. Well, hey, I have caught a couple of just series with Memphis and Ja Morant. Holy smokes, can that guy play? <laughs> I mean, he well, can dish and, and, he and can I would shoot, love the Blazers to get, I mean, the, the Grizzlies to get in, but Jaron Jackson Jr. got hurt, he's out. The Grizzlies don't really have a shot, I think, at even making noise against the, the Lakers. And Ja Morant's gonna be awesome for. 10, 15 years. I think actually, because you don't know for sure if Zion could be healthy, I you might would take you would think about if someone gave you the option, who would you rather have for the next 10 years, Jaw or Zion? You would think about it. I would it. think hard it's about a question. It because because it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the Greg Oden KD, which I nailed, of course. I keep saying that. But <laughs> but I'm just saying too, I think it goes back to their their they're built a little bit. I mean, a, a real thick, heavy guy that's playing above the rim and has to come back down to earth is got a lot more opportunity to get injured than a, a slim, lean guy. And I'm just Greg Oden isn't in the NBA anymore now. Kevin Durant is hurt right now, uh, you know. So I guess my arguments, you know, not well, great. No, but arguments, but no, you know no what I'm saying. I think now. John Morant could be a great player. I I probably take Morant. I mean, over Zion Williamson. I, I I think I do. I actually think I do now. Wow. wow. Interesting. That is interesting. Um, someone else that is taking a lot of headlines over the bubble is the Pacers guard, TJ Warren, who has suddenly become the most unstoppable player in the NBA, Dad. Uh, just to give you a, an idea of what he's doing, at one point, I think they're now four – they're four and one going into – on Monday night, they play the Heat tonight, so we'll see what happens. But – with their only loss, they were 4-1 with their only loss coming against the Suns, who, as I mentioned, were on a five-game winning streak. But Warren is now, let's see, he averaged a career out 19.9 per game in his first season with the Pacers. But in the last five games over the bubble, Warren's stat line is insane. He's averaging 34.8 points per game to lead all scores, and it's become a dangerous outside threat shooting. He was a 36% shooter, shooting, making just 1.3 made threes per game. Now he is shooting, he's making four made threes per game on 55% from three. Wow. And get this, since the bubble has started, he has two turnovers. Wow. wow. Just two. Not, not in the last game, two turnovers. So maybe he's just getting hot, but wow. DJ Warren has now become the most unstoppable player in the NBA. You know, I saw that, and I, I have to say, I didn't know who TJ Warren is. Where's he from? I mean, this is he got traded, I think, from Phoenix? From Phoenix for for what like four, a nothing pull up. like a couple of Mattel car hot rod cars or something <laughs> you know cash considerations is what the trade Seriously? was seriously T J Warren for cash considerations wow. yeah a couple of Hot Wheels I mean, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of Hot Wheels let's see I, I want to see exactly what the trade was if I can pull it up I don't have it but it was it was cash considerations because they wanted to get out of T J Warren's deal which wasn't that expensive. 
because they really wanted to get Ricky Rubio to play alongside Devin Booker. And give the Suns some credit. Like you said, they might make the playoffs. They're having a good little run, but it looks like they maybe should have got a little more than cash considerations. Maybe a second round pick. Maybe maybe three Hot Wheels and an Icy or a Coke. Maybe <laughs> a, a bag of popcorn, something. something. Jeez. Just something. Um, I, I want to mention that just because it was interesting. Uh, I can't get any NBA talk without at least mentioning the Dallas Mavericks' most recent game. Uh, they played the Jazz. They won. I did want to throw this stat line out to you, Dad, because it was pretty impressive. So, it wasn't against the Jazz. It was against the Milwaukee Bucks. On Saturday, the Dallas Mavericks beat the Milwaukee Bucks 136-132 to 132 in the game, which did feature Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, it had the Bucks playing at full strength. Luka Doncic put up 36 points, 19 rebounds, 14 assists, and two turnovers, having a fantastic game. Monster game. Had many beginning to compare him to one Larry Bird. The thought was interesting to me, but I think he is much more comparable to a James Harden, a mix of James Harden and LeBron without quite the athleticism, obviously. But just... He does this thing to me, Pops, where, and I think a lot of it, he gets compared to LeBron just because of the height. The height allows him to make some passes that are a little insane. But I wanted to ask you, because I feel like you've probably been in the situation. You ever played with someone who is just far and away the best player on the court, plays really fast, can just see the game better than anyone else on the court, and just makes insane passes, but almost so good at passing that you're almost nervous all the time that the ball is going to come to you, so like you're always ready. Luca makes these passes where he drives in, Three guys collapse on him, and there's no way he sees, and he just throws it to the corner, and it goes perfectly into Seth Curry's hands. And playing with someone like that, I've never played with someone as good as Luka, obviously, but I played with guys that were much, much, much better than me. And I was always nervous they were going to make one of those dimes at the three-point line, and it goes through my hands or like hits me in the chest. I'm just, I'm just thinking, there's no way they see me, so I'm putting my hands down, and they yeah. somehow see it. I just don't understand how guys are that good at passing. Like, is it vision to you, Pops, or is it just trusting your brain knowing where guys are going to be? Because I swear he doesn't see them. I, I think it's it's, it's, a, it's a feel for where people are on the court. I think you see them out of your peripheral vision, and you just you know this guy's in the corner. You know a guy's trailing you. You've seen some guy coming down, and you never see him look back, but you see him like set up a layup or an alley-oop for a trailer. Some guys just – Obviously, they see it out of their peripheral, but they, they somewhere it's filed away in their brain, and they just they know where everybody what, is on the court, and and it's a it's, it's a what talent, it, it's a skill. What is it? Gladwell calls uh, thin slicing. Is that the right terminology? Yeah, yeah. it would be um, something like that. Just just uh, where, can you explain you know, that? Well, so he was talking about how, uh, if I remember correctly, the way he explained thin slicing, Glad- Malcolm Gladwell, and I think it was Blink, uh, talked about how. Uh, uh, tennis pro that he knows can just see a shot of the ball coming off the racket and not see where the racket is or anything like that. Just see the ball coming off the racket and say if it was going to be in or out um, with a hundred percent accuracy. And the reason that he could do that is that he has just trained so much in his life that he knows all of the context needed uh, to make that quick on the fly calculation that he would need to make in, in an instant. And I think it's got something to do with that, right? Where he may not see anybody over in the corner, but he hear he heard those footsteps, so he knows that they're there. And then he heard the footsteps of somebody coming up to go collapse on him, or maybe he saw him move there, and they had worked this in practice a thousand times. But he's he's got some context 
that he doesn't even think. His brain just says, there's someone in the corner. It's instinctual. Right yes, and it's instinctual. Yeah. It's not a thinking thing. It's just there. Yeah. It's just there. Well, and yeah. I think that's what separates passers to me. And I'm just going current NBA players because there's obviously other passers compared to comparable. But like Magic Harden, Johnson, LeBron, yeah. and Luka. Mm-hmm. But I just think not only do they know the, the, the guys are there in the corner or on the wing or whatever, but they trust themselves. They Like you said, their instincts, they just – because I, I think other guys know it too – but they're a little nervous throw because what they're in their in their head they they will have that split second where they think well what if Tim yeah. Hardaway Jr. relocated to the wing like he well, kind of moved that up split a second will kill you but straight yeah, out of bounds you got and you can't do that and there's one and I'm gonna put it in the show notes and I want to send it to you Dad uh, Lucas driving and they collapse and it looks like they're about to foul him and he starts to throw it and he just throws it back looks like he can't see anybody. And the guy is right there on at the top of the key. So Luca has like a 360 spin and throws it. And it's just perfect. And I swear, I think it, y'all are right. I think it's one, they probably watch a lot of film. And it kind of goes to those guys we've talked about. LeBron does this. And then brains like Sean McVay. And then I've heard Aaron Rodgers this way in all sports. But like the way they can reenact an entire like sequence after, like after the game or even months after that game where they're like, yeah. oh, that's where there was 18 on the shot clock. And I drove left. And when I got to the block, you know, they can reenact that entire thing. There's just something about they've done it so much, they've trained so much, and then there's just they're naturally there's something about where they just their brain works differently. Than you know, to give it another, like, almost like they took a limitless. To build. give another you know? uh, shout yeah. out to Gladwell, and he the one that came out with the ten thousand hours. You know, think about it, yeah. Luca. Yeah. Luca has probably played. Luka Doncic has played more basketball than all of us combined. And I played a lot of basketball for a while. I know, Kevin, you have. LJ, probably not as much. but you know, <laughs> I played three or four games in my played, life, yeah. But, I mean, Luka has played. <laughs> he was a good passer. He, he was, like his dad. Um, but uh, <laughs> dime. But Luka, Luka has already, you know, I had a guy one time tell me, uh, Billy Huckabee, I'll say his name, and he's a great golfer. And he's like, Clifford, I've hit 10 thousand more golf balls in my life than you will hit in your whole life you know he's just that's what he did he just did it all the time it's just it's instinctual it's second nature to him and and that's what i think that's what it is yeah that's a big part of it for sure yeah when somebody can have forgotten more about what they do than you'll ever you'll ever know yeah 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 all right so now it's name game time. LJ didn't get Ooh. to join in on the last name game with us. So now we got all three of us. And all right. I think this guy's name actually came up last weekend as we were comparing. But uh, or maybe it was just because we were talking about good nicknames. But well, I what's talk the name about, game? Can we, okay, can okay. we for, for the anybody, audience sake? Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know. And I don't know if name – I think we're just going to call it the name game. But it, that was kind of a name we came up with on the fly for this. But Pops mentioned – we like so you have Robert Orr's career. He's won how many championships? Yeah. Pops, did you have six, six seven? or seven? Seven I, seven, I think maybe. So seven championships, and a lot of those championships are multiple. He hit very big shots that either won the series or won big games for him, giving him the nickname "Big Shot Rob" or "Big Shot Bob." So the premise of the game was: Would you rather have Robert Ory's career or say a name? Yeah. And some of the names we threw out were like Robert Ory or Charles Barkley. You take Barkley probably over that, but then we mentioned like. Who was some of the, the the really good ones we mentioned that were tough? You know, Robert Ory or Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas, Gilbert Arenas was, one. was at one for a, a two or three year stint was maybe the best scorer in the NBA. Where Robert Ory could never say he was even the best player on his team. But he's got seven rings, maybe not even the best player on his position, but he's got seven rings and has hit shots that get played on loop when you look at all time NBA moments. So mm-hmm. that the premise of the game is who would you rather be? You know, like wh- whose career would you rather have? So. 
Today's game, we're going to go with the guy we're going to go with is Nick Foles. And you can play this oh, game BDN? by looking wow. at We're going with BDN. And you can go this game by comparing them to football players, but we can also cross into different sports too. So, like, would you rather be Nick Foles, who had, I mean, I think we would say probably above average quarterback or uh, average quarterback? I, above average. I would say an average quarterback who had a great season, I think. But he had that. But he had, he had that, that season. Year, yes, he did. That play. What? Well, not even a whole season. The last little bit in the playoffs, where playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, would you rather be have Nick Foles' career, or would you rather have? Okay, well, let's just start with this. I feel like his name's going to get brought up a lot, but Tony Romo's career. Uh that I'd take Romo personally. Really? I thought you might not, LJ. Yeah. I think I would, but I'm still Romo, Dallas kind of homer, probably. But I'd take Romo. Okay. Well, I think I would career, too. He's also shocker, got that but... lucrative post-career, too, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah, well, well, but we're yeah, talking going to be an adult film career, star. Right? We're talking athletic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I, so, athletic holding. career. Okay. Me, too. Uh, I think I think Romo's probably the, the, the call. Okay. How about Nick Foles, or I'm going to go a little older, Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe had a decent career. Yeah. It's a little tougher. Right? Um, I think I'm going Nick Foles, though. I don't think Bledsoe ever won a title, I, did he? Well, not a whole I, lot of people that watch him beat Tom Brady in the right? Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, and then they traded him to where? Dallas. I think Dallas had him for a while. But, yeah, I think I, I, think I yeah. take Foles over Drew Bledsoe. LJ, you? Um, I, I want to be different than you guys, but I lean the same direction here. I, I want to be the the weird one, but well, only be different yeah, think, if you mean it, LJ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna fake it for views. We're <laughs> okay. not uh, first take or anything. <laughs> and by any point, if it, I don't know, if y'all have a name that comes to mind, well, that you think would be let fun, me ask you out, this but, one. This okay. one came to mind, but I think uh, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch or Nick Foles? I'd rather Nick Foles Marshawn or Marshawn Lynch. Lynch. I take Marshawn. I take Marshawn. For sure. I think I would, too. I think, so I, think too. I would, too. There is something to be said, though. Foles was, I mean, in, I kind of want to pull up. Do y'all know that stat line, the Super Bowl against Tom Brady? I can probably get it quickly. Well, if you're going to go by, if I can get it quickly, we saw me Go, LJ. <laughs> go ahead and get started. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of some other players. How about this, Pops? I had one. Um, I got him. Nick Foles, Matt Ryan. Oh, I think I take Matt Ryan. I, I know he. I know but he hadn't Matt won a Ryan title. Probably most notably is known for blowing a what twenty eight to three lead. That sucks. That that's what I, Nick Foles is known for beating Tom Brady. Yeah. Matt Ryan's known for having. I don't Tom think Brady Matt Ryan blew that lead. I think I really think Kyle Shanahan may have blown that lead. Well, and it wasn't Kyle Shanahan. Was it the head coach? Wouldn't let what he was the OC. He was the OC, was the but OC. I think the coach went in that conservative mode uh, and lost that game. I mean, there's no way Atlanta should have lost yeah. that game. But I think uh, Matt Ryan's arguably had the best wide receiver in the NFL for most of his career um, and doesn't have a ton to show for it. Right. I mean, we've always said he's a good quarterback, but it's yeah. it's hard for him. To, you know, he's he's Flacco elite. Right. Um, it, we we call him great all the time. But like, what has he done to prove it um, besides have a handful of really great games here and there? Do you want to hear full stats from that Super Bowl real quick? Sure. Yeah. He was uh, 28 for 43 for 373 yards, three touchdowns, an interception, and one touchdown reception. Wow. One touchdown reception. And <laughs> so, like, 
Not many guys. Is there two people that can say they've beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl? Quarterback wise, Eli Manning, Nick Foles. He's only lost three, right? I can't he's think won of six anyone out else, of nine. Yeah. That sounds. I right. think he's won six out of nine, which is still insane that he's gone to nine effing Super Bowls. God. But um, makes me sick. one of those well, one of those wins. <laughs> one of those wins is on a is on a play where Eli Manning maybe should have been whistled down. Who knows? But still, even if he shouldn't have, David Tyree, who still to this day only has made one play that I know, and it was an amazing <laughs> play. And that's what yeah. beat Eli Manning and, or Tom Brady in one. And then the other one was a game where Tom Brady didn't play that great. The pass rush was after him all game, and he didn't have a great game. In the game Nick Foles beat him, Tom Brady went 28 for 48 with 500 yards and three touchdowns. Played almost perfect, but couldn't beat Nick Foles. That's pretty awesome. Nick Foles won Super Bowl MVP and beat Tom Brady when Tom Brady was playing as well as as. Really possible. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler or Nick Foles. Oh, career? That's a good one. Uh, if, like, natural ability, I think I take Cutler. Career, I take Foles. I, I agree. Cutler's ability was out of this world. But, yeah. Yeah. But didn't Ooh. do any, any damn thing with Ooh. it. Ooh. Interesting one for you. Tim Tebow. Or Are Nick we just going to name all the Broncos quarterbacks? Kyle Orton. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but Tim Tebow's an interesting one because factor in college career, too. Factor Ooh. in college career. Okay. Wow. Uh, maybe maybe that year I mean, he's where arguable, you own the world. He's arguably, I mean, he gets thrown in conversations of best college player of all time. I don't know if he is the best or not. But, but he, he he's in the conversation, I think. He's worth talking about, yeah. Nick Foles um, is not in that conversation. Um, and if you're talking about that one shining moment, I mean, it's not a Super Bowl, but that uh, that beating Pittsburgh in the playoffs moment after just so Demarius many Thomas, fourth quarter yards. wins had to feel about like you were walking on air. You yeah. know, so that's that was that's amazing pretty cool. Game. I wasn't I wasn't like I mean, I don't know what your reaction was, but I'm sitting here watching it. And my jaw was on <laughs> the floor. I was in the living room. And yeah. this is a deep cut, but at Monroe watching that game <laughs> and Demarius Thomas goes six and the whole camera does that thing where when it gets really loud, it's shaking in yeah. my high yeah. stadium of, of stadiums that get loud. That one can get loud. Yeah, It's up yeah. there. Uh, so hmm. I think obviously the NFL career was not that good besides, you know, that year, that little run. I think I've taken – Tebow's. I don't know though. Nick Foles went in the Super Bowl over the Patriots. Yeah, I'm going the other way because I think the other thing that would, I mean, being Tim Tebow also means you're playing the heel, right? You're the villain for a lot of people just for your career, just, you know, partially for your outspokenness, partially for your, um, you know, uh, alleged inability he was the chosen to throw one. football. Well, He's, I mean, yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is he was, he was like the most divisive player in the NFL and the coverage, I mean, had to be exhausting, right? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know that I'd want to be in his shoes for that year uh, for for any amount. of. Oh, I mean, maybe not for any amount of money, but for most amounts of money, um, it'd be hard to be in his shoes for that year. I think I'd take BDN um, on that one. Pops? I, for some reason, I don't have a good R. I think I'm leaning Tebow. I think I'm leaning Tebow on that one. Slightly. Be, that's, have, a, that's a good one. That's a good well, one. Well, I think it's when you threw the college career in, because golly, did he have an amazing college career. career. That was, that would have been, that's four years of life that would have been great. Fantastic. <laughs> wow. Mm. Yeah. Cameron Newton. I mean, his career's not over. Neither is Nick Foles. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I'm, if I'm thinking like future potential, I think, Cam still has an opportunity to get 
I think Nick Foles is going to bring a ring to Chicago. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, Chicago quarterbacks always pay off. Um, uh, I don't know. I I'd lean towards for future potential Cam Newton, but for career up to this point, if both their careers ended today for the sake of this game, um, which would be a terrible thing to do for this game's sake, um, but I'd still I'd probably take uh, Nick Foles in that situation. I think. Yeah. I mean, you can factor in college. Cam Newton maybe had the, one of the best years ever in college. Yeah. At Auburn. Maybe got, and he got paid for it. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, no, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'd lean Cam. I'm not the biggest Cam fan, but God, what I, I always I, wonder, and this is why I was kind of on the fence on the Matt Ryan one, where it didn't seem like y'all were as much. At least pops, you weren't. Uh, it would it would hurt to be because I think you remember if you're not a, a really like these really good athletes. I think they remember that the really bad losses hurt more than how mm. good the really yeah. good wins feel. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, like, I think that bad loss is worse than how good him beat, Nick Foles beating Tom Brady is. Even that's awesome. So that's why I think I might take Foles because Cam Newton has that game where he just kind of laid an egg. Well, that was a great year. He had a great year, but he laid it an egg. It even has that, that one moment where it's like it's all on him. Like, you know, Matt Ryan doesn't have that one moment where he lost the Super Bowl. But like when Cam Newton didn't dive on that football, that's when a lot of people point to is that game was over at that moment. Um, that hurts. That hurts. Even if, <laughs> even if at the back of his head, he knows like any of his players still like his, the guys in the locker room defend him still. It still hurts knowing, damn, maybe I should have dove on that ball. Like he thinks about, he thinks about that game quite often. And when he thinks about that notable game, it hurts. When Nick Foles thinks about that notable game, he's like, you damn right. I beat Feels Tom and Brady, baby. <laughs> I think Nick Foles would have jumped on that football, too. I mean, so yeah. I, 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 I'm going to pick Cam Newton, but with a little bit, I, how do I, say, I don't want to say a better attitude, but just a different a different attitude a little bit, I guess. Because, hmm. boy, Cam Newton's ability is is, oh. is second to none. Fine stability. It's, well, yeah. and yeah, what's going to happen is Belichick's going to win – this is the start of the second dynasty. Could so be. He's about to get, what, three more Super Bowls with the Patriots. So LJ can be pissed off that the Patriots yeah. never oh, lose. Oh, I couldn't be. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't be more upset about I the I think concept. that does it for this week's name game. Unless I got one more you want to throw out. LJ, I think it's kind of on you next week to come up with someone. for. All right, I'll get you one. I'll get you one for sure. Okay. Um, It'll be soccer players. It, <laughs> oh. To end it, we have what we're listening to we haven't done this in a little bit i don't think or at least it feels okay like it's been a little bit it's um, been a while it's been like a month probably i have an interesting one i think y'all know who this is but i'm not 100 percent sure um lcd sound system yeah all right so you know okay them? that explains something yeah you're seeing that on uh, that on does explain thing. something now. Yeah, I didn't know what. <laughs> yes, okay. What is, what I is the song that, that I can't stop listening to? Lose yourself or dance yourself or I don't know. Um, but I, I did notice. Okay, uh, so dance is, yourself is, clean. Whew, it's this is probably not the most interesting uh, podcasting, but uh, I saw on my Spotify it has like friend activity and it only has Hannah and Dad, right? And so dad recently had listened to, according to this, uh, New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down by LCD sound system. And I was like, oh shit, dad's listening to that song. I'm going to send him a video where somebody does something really cool with that song. And then he got it. He was like, what are you talking about? Dude? Like what? 
Listen, what? Uh, did you send this to the wrong person? Like, are you okay? <laughs> okay. LJ's been lot. drinking early. Well, this I thought he meant like, you mean like a JPL sound system or a bow sound system? I didn't, I didn't, I had no clue. I had no clue what okay, you were well, talking about. Kev, I'm going to send you this video. It's amazing. This dude uh, pulls up New York. I love you, but you're bringing me down on YouTube. And then right next to it, he brings up Miles Davis doing some sort of like free form trumpet playing. And they just meld together perfectly. Like he just like lets them play and adjust the volume every now and again. It's insane. Um, it's just one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. But yes, great band, good stuff, good call, Kev. That's a good one. Well, do you want to know how I stumbled upon LCD Sound System? How did you find them? It was similar to the way. It wasn't with Google searches, but it was similar to the way Dad fell down a rabbit hole on the internet. And so last week, a video went viral on Twitter. It was going all over the place, and it was these two teens listening to Phil Collins in the air tonight. It was these okay, two black yeah. guys, probably six, 17 years old. And they're listening to it and they're kind of, you know, vibing to it. But they, they, at least, I don't know if some people have claimed that they're acting. I think that was the first time they've heard it. And they're kind of like, okay, it's not bad. It's decent. But then, as you know, all of a sudden it hits. And the dudes look at each other and they lose their shit. And one of them's like, bro, I've never heard the beat drop this late into a song. What the hell? Like they're just going nuts. And they're like, both just like getting it. And so I just was reading the comments because I could not get enough of the video. And then yeah. in the comments, someone said, so is someone going to film these guys listening to LCD sound system, dance yourself clean once it hits the 308 yeah. mark? Similar, <laughs> uh, yeah. a beat drops and it is funky. It's good. And so I heard that. And then I just went to Spotify and listened to this is LCD sound system. And All right. I, I'm a fan of them. So Every now and then, those rabbit holes can be can get you some yeah. some good results. LJ, what can do you say, listen to? Well, I just oh, want to say real quick on that trend of watching people listen to music. That I hate that so much, and the reason I hate that is because I sound design and produce music, and one of the most nerve wracking things in the world is watching somebody listen to four minutes of work. Like it's just, it's awkward. <laughs> like the person listening doesn't know how to react because you want to react actively enough that they know. Oh, I like this. Oh, I don't know about this, but that's interesting. Very cool. And then also just sitting there like, I don't know, just it, it, it makes me feel tense. It gives me memories that I don't like. <laughs> I just hate watching people listen to music. It drives me crazy. So. Well, it's kind of like when you're in the car with someone and you're playing them a new song and yeah. you kind of keep looking at it and you're like, I wonder if he's liking it. Is Pop's liking it? I can't tell. Yes. I can't tell if he's liking it or not. Or you're Does introducing somebody to a show and every time they don't laugh, it, you feel it. Like you feel that sting of like, oh, I guess... Maybe they don't like The Office. Oh, God. Oh, God. What have I done? <laughs> There's still 10 minutes left. I want to leave. I want to go away from here. Uh, <laughs> all right. So what I'm listening to, uh, I actually. Uh, so, uh, Kevin, you you might know Taylor Bennett. Um, mm -hmm. Chance the Rapper's yep. little bro. Um, great artist. Uh, he has a song called Dancing in the Rain that I've been into lately. It's got that sort of like almost like 1996 R&B vibe. Uh, it's really good. Uh, I would I would highly suggest okay. anybody. Well, I can always get out. behind 1996 uh, R&B vibe. I can, yeah. I can get behind that. It's good, stuff. Also, it's good stuff. Also, someone that graced my playlist was Miss Lauren Hill. You know, just happened to get yeah. listened to oh, again recently. Good choice. Can't go wrong there. 
Well, and, and um, uh, I did just think of uh, uh, while we were talking earlier, I can't wait for the Mac conference to come back in 2021 playing some Mark Morrison return to the Mac. Oh, uh, yeah. At every home game. Oh, so. yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, Pop, Pop's just got he was uh, I, he might go listen to that right now. Now <laughs> I put He's that out at the river this weekend. I don't know if you were sitting there, yeah. but I, I like some Mark Morrison return to the Mac, baby. The odds I mean, of I don't know? know if Bet Online has this prop bet because they have the most prop bets out of anybody in, in the anybody. Sports gambling world or just in the gambling world but the odds of pops playlist playing return of the mac at some point at the river <laughs> is pretty high it's yeah. pretty high that that comes on at least one point and then that'll probably be followed by pops bringing out the lasso <laughs> yeah. those are all likely to happen if, if one happens it's kind of a domino effect they kind of go one one together Pops, what have you been listening to besides Turn in the Mac? Well, obviously the Beatles, but I, and I could give you one of their songs. But uh, yes. somebody brought this up this weekend, and I listened to just a little bit of it, but I'm going to listen to more. And I don't know if I've chose this before. Black Crow, Shake Your Money Maker. Freaking great album. Uh, okay. Specifically, okay. She Talks to Angels. That. I just, that's what a great song. So that's All right. Black Crow. Yeah, well, that's a great song for sure. Black Crows, what I've been listening to. All Absolutely. Right. I did want to ask you, Pops, because I think I'm about to try to get into a little more. I'm, I've kind of doing this thing, or I've decided to start doing this thing last night's actually when I started it. Um, I want to listen to, like, really kind of dig into some 90s rap. Okay. And so I think first I'm going to start off with Tupac. I was just listening to This Is Tupac on Spotify, but is there a, if you were going to give one album just to go play it all the way through, Tupac, because I know you're a Tupac fan. What's the album you would say? All Eyes on Me. Hmm. I think I do All Eyes on okay. Me. Okay, that's what I was guessing, but I wasn't 100% sure if that's yeah. what you Yeah, and it, okay, it, it's a, like a double, I think, but uh, it's really good. It's, yeah, it's really good. I mean, don't, if you get offended uh, by bad language, don't listen, but uh, <laughs> don't, listen, don't to listen to it. But uh, yeah, that's, I think, the one I would pick. All right, well, that, that, that might be what I'm listening to next week. I might, you might already know what it's going to be. Um, I think that does it for this week. Is there anything else before we get out of here? Well, do you want to look at a, a weird bet on betonline.ag real quick? I'd I just found to. one that I thought might be interesting. Um, do you think that Donald President Donald Trump will be banned from Twitter before 2021? God, we could the no only is hope. minus 2000. <laughs> the, the no is minus 2000. The yes is plus 700. Would you take that? No, he will not be. He will not be is what I would bet. Yeah. So that means you got to bet two thousand, right, to win a hundred. If it's minus two thousand, yeah. yeah, yeah, I wouldn't make the bet. I just feel like it's not. If they, well, I think if, the if interesting they were to thing ban him from Twitter, he's going to start a war between him and Jack. The interesting thing is before twenty twenty one, because we know he's president and president until twenty one twenty. Excuse me, twenty twenty one starts. Um, and he may be president after that. We'll we'll have to see. But we know he's president until then. And Twitter would have a hard time banning the president. Uh, sitting president from Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So I think probably no also. But that is a weird, interesting bet that, you know, it, it caught my eye. For well, sure. I'm telling you, they got if you if you like betting on sports, they got it all. But then they got all the all the prop bets you could think of. Like if you can think of it, they probably got it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to contact uh, one of our guys up there and see if we can get the odds on pops playing return of the Mac at the river. Cause I, I really <laughs> think they might go. Maybe we need to invite them to the river one time. They'll be like, Oh boy. It'd probably like <laughs> minus a thousand or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That'll do it next week. We might know, um, 
Whether or not we're going to have college football in the fall, who knows? We also will have a little hard knocks to react to, hard knocks during a pandemic. I really don't know what they're going to get because I don't even think they've practiced yet. They've only tested over and over again. So <laughs> who knows what hard knocks will look like, but I can't wait to see it um, because it's always great TV. Well, and it's LA and LA, right? Those right, are the hard knocks. Two teams. There's two hard knocks yeah. teams. Yeah. And yeah. it's both LA teams. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, as always, you can get our show notes over on JustPressPlayPod.com or go follow us on Facebook and Twitter to see all the latest stuff we're putting out. And if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you get it. It comes out on all platforms. So maybe you're listening to this on Apple because you just happen to get the link, but you're more of a Spotify guy. We're there. If you're listening on Spotify because you click the link, but you'd rather be on Apple, we're there. Make sure you're subscribed, download, listen, rate, review us. And we will catch you next week, guys. Peace out. Peace. Peace. questions about NBA teams with M and M and stuff like that. I, got, I spent that whole time just saying it over and over again in my head so I could check you. Well, that's what I kept so, doing. It was M. God, I, I mean, I had trouble with the four E's. I really did. <laughs> Who's the MVP? What? <laughs> Weird to see. <laughs> what? His brain shut down. He it did. It did. No doubt. Look, I know New Orleans has good barbecue, but they're not the only place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Whatever. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.